Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. Thanks for joining us again on Mercy Talk today. This month we have been discussing the area of pornography and its impact on individuals, those that they love, and how it can be overcome. And so we will just add right now that if you are listening and you are tuning in, if you have any smaller children around, we would just encourage you maybe to push pause and to come back and listen later just because mm-hmm. of the topics and the things that we're going to be discussing today. If you've not listened so far this month, we do want to encourage you to probably push pause and to go back. We've been having some really significant conversation mm-hmm. about this from defining it to talking through statistics. Um, I know I've said it a couple times, but I feel like I've learned a ton. And so we would encourage you to not listen yet if you haven't gone back to listen to the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll set a good foundation. So all month we've had the joy of discussing this difficult topic. It's not an easy one, um, but Brooke, our executive director of counseling services, has been joining us and bringing such a wealth of knowledge. Mel and I have said that this is not a topic that we would have gone into on our yeah. own. No. Um, Brooke really genuinely knows the research, has looked into this, has gone to conferences, has worked with people. She has a real passion for this topic and it's been so, so helpful. So thank you, Brooke, for joining mm-hmm. us and all that you've already shared. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I feel like we've covered so much mm-hmm. ground over yeah. these last two True. podcasts and I agree, Jen, that I really feel like if you have not heard yeah. those last two they're very foundational even just for where we're going today but yeah. I, I think that we kind of wanted to shift a little bit into talking on okay what do I do now yeah. um, I'm struggling with this my spouse is struggling with this or I don't know anybody struggling with this but I want to be able to engage in this yeah. in my church or, or whatever the case might be we really wanted to talk more about that today but Brooke if you wouldn't mind just laying a little bit of groundwork for that conversation today just with maybe some high points again not to say that this will cover the last two weeks. Right. Go back and listen to the last two weeks. <laughs> but just as we lead into the conversation, are there some high level, just even just kind of on what is the impact of this today on, on people? Yeah, I can just kind of recap the statistics. Obviously, yeah. we talked about how it affects the brain and biology and those sorts of things. You know, statistically, um, I think one of that hits the most people is that one of the most popular porn sites has four times as many viewers as Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and Sling combined per year. And so I think that's just a huge thing. It's also important, like the National Survey on Drug Use and Health estimated there's about 1.9 million cocaine users, about 2 million heroin users, compared to 40 million regular users mm-hmm. of online pornography. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, we discussed kind of stats for impact for relationships. Uh, so it increases divorce rate to 60% we know overall 50 and you know now stats are stats right mm-hmm. so there's these can be balanced out in other ways but it and that is 60% if you viewed pornography once in the last 30 days mm-hmm. so this isn't even discussing like people who are everyday right. users it also and this was another one this is a 2014 study so a third of Americans access pornography at least once per month um, increases the odds of extramarital affairs significantly and then people who view pornography at least once once per month are less happy with their marriage and less happy overall. And actually, I didn't say this in one of them, but I do want to mention a lot of the argument has been, well, because someone is unhappy in their marriage, they are viewing mm-hmm. pornography. But actually, the statistics prove that to not be true. Mm-hmm. As the use of pornography becomes less and then eventually goes away, the happiness in marriage increases significantly. Wow. Yeah, so this is not one of those, I'm really unhappy 
I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense now? So so the pornography piece is just going to feed into the other, like we talked about, the other gaps that we have right in our heart, what we're struggling with, that sort of thing. It just meets those needs, Mm -hmm. Um, not specifically to your relationship. Yeah. So, well, I, I feel like we kind of have a lot of different directions that we could go today, but I, I think that we'd like to definitely talk specifically to people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to talk to people who maybe have spouses or significant others who are struggling. Right. And then I think maybe we'd probably just like to wrap up just talking about the church as a whole yeah. and just as people who love the Lord, how do we engage this issue? So I don't know if maybe we just kind of want to start off by talking directly to people who are like, man, I'm, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. I'm in the struggle. I don't know what to do. We've, we've hit on that a little bit for the last couple of weeks, but Brooke, what would you say to someone who would just come to you today and say, this is a struggle for me. I don't know where to even start. I'm overwhelmed by it. Where do you go from there? Yeah. So, you know, I think the first thing is, you know, a lot of times we talk about hitting root issues, but this is one of those that you have to to hit the behavioral aspect first yeah. so that there's not continued impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, again, if someone's using a substance, heroin, meth, whatever, you're not going to say, well, keep using it and then mm-hmm. we'll work on why you use it, right? So it's the same idea. You want to address the behavioral. So again, I'm, I'm really going to plug this book, Every Man's Battle, Every Woman's Battle. Every Man's Battle has several different versions for different aspects. If you're married, young man, those sorts of things. You know, so that's one thing and that's going to hit behave. This is something I can do today. Um, the absolute first thing though I would say is go get an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Go get an accountability partner that, you know, it doesn't have to be um, who you will ha- be accountable to for the rest of all eternity, right. but find who in your life today can you call and say, I have a problem. I need to be accountable to you, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be the practical things and, and you've got to let that person be able to say, okay, so when are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's when I'm at home by myself on the computer. It's after the kids go to bed on the computer. It's on my phone during lunch. I mean, whatever it is. And being like, okay, so you're not going to do that anymore. So what can that accountability look like? Mm-hmm, Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. If you, with your spouse, it's going to be, hey, this is a problem and I need you to help. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so you're, you're, you are accountable to your spouse, but I also want to encourage this. Your spouse cannot be your accountability yeah, partner. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Good. Say, one more time. Your spouse cannot be your accountability partner partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're accountable to them, not your accountability partner. It will never work that mm-hmm. way. Um, there's too much. They need to be able to heal from any hurts, that sort of thing as well, just like you do, right? Just mm-hmm. like the person who, yeah. you know, is struggling with it does. So that get into counseling, marriage counseling. We mentioned, you know, CSAT trained counselors, so certified sex addiction therapists. You can find, go online and find, you know, those people in your church, whatever. I mean, this is really one of those things that you have to first kind of respectfully get over the shame yeah, that's long true. enough to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you don't, you don't have to be brave, but long enough to call somebody and go, this is a problem. Help me. Yeah. Right. And then you can get scared like again. Probably the and hardest step you. of the whole thing. It's so true. It's Absolutely. Well, because there. I think we all know that anything that's in darkness continues to grow and and shame attaches to it and grows and grows. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us. He wants us shameful. He wants us feeling condemned and guilty and all the junk that is not the Holy Spirit and is not the Lord in our lives so that we just stay tucked in and isolated. 
so that we don't grow and we don't step out. But as soon as you bring that stuff to the light, every single time I feel like when I have counseled girls, they'll have this big secret or this thing. Maybe it's pornography, maybe it's something different. And there's all this fear that's attached to bringing it to the light. But as soon as they do it, every single time they'll go, wow, that wasn't as hard as Mm -hmm. I thought it would Mm -hmm. be. It wasn't easy, but my gosh, I created it to be this massive deal Mm -hmm. that once I finally stepped out and brought it to the light, I realized, oh my gosh, there's more grace than I expected. Mm -hmm. Or this person still really likes me. I'm okay. Like, do you know what I mean? I think there's a wisdom in being prayerful about who we share these things with. Yes. Any thoughts on that? I have to go stand in front of the church and do, you know, and, and let all of the intimate pieces of your life open. Right. Okay. So that's not, this is not about shaming yourself more. Right into right so we think sometimes as Christians that we'll just shame ourselves into submission Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. what you're going to do is you're going to isolate more and then you're just going to hide it from the people that you told yeah so it needs to be done wisely Mm -hmm. right so but whoever you think okay this person will not give me shame like in Mm -hmm. first thoughts right who's going to who's going to that person going to be call them Mm -hmm. call them you know and even if you need you know spouse I need you to sit here while I call them or a friend and you know whatever that needs to look like counselor I'm going to call them when I come see you right whatever that is because we'll convince ourselves that's what the enemy wants is isolation Mm -hmm. and here's the deal as I shared in um a previous podcast is that the same percentage of people that are viewing this not in the church are viewing pornography in the church. So right. odds are there's a lot of guys or, you know, or women now we've seen this both and mm-hmm. um, that are dealing with this. And so you have no idea the impact that will have yeah. for you and the other person. And even people that have found freedom still find value and accountability, yes. right, mm-hmm. with with other men. So, And I would just add to, people. just as a plug of another resource that we use here at Mercy on accountability, Charles Stanley has an amazing teaching on what accountability is and is not. And so even if it yes. goes back to you going, okay, I hear this word accountability and I have no idea what that even looks like from a biblical mindset, I would encourage you just to jump on YouTube and look up Charles Stanley's accountability teaching and he just lays it out what it is and what it isn't. Because sometimes it's even going, I hear all these terms and I know, I feel like I have an idea what that looks like, but what does that look like for me? It may even be starting there and going, okay, what does accountability look like and how do I begin to plug it into my life? Right. And and again, I mean, you know, there are men that are called to do this. So my husband is an accountability partner for multiple young men. You know, we were college ministers and that was years ago. I keep Mm -hmm. forgetting long ago um, and they still call him weekly you know and it's beneficial for him as well he still has his part you know and it wasn't even respectfully for him you know like it's just going through life as a man yeah yeah right I mean that's what I just I want to reiterate that it sex is everywhere mm-hmm. it's everywhere and so I think there's a level of just being I don't know if respectful is the right term for that but like it I mean they can't do anything right our joke is we can't watch football without yeah. it on the cheerleaders kind yeah. of deal does that make sense mm-hmm. you know and they are not there to encourage participation mm-hmm. guys so it's you know true. so anyway if that makes mm-hmm. sense and so Brooke I think that other thought I would just add to this that I'm sure you agree with is the importance, and I mentioned it earlier, of really being prayerful about who those accountability people are. Because I think with any area that you're being vulnerable and honest with, you need to make sure that you're dealing with safe people. Um, But specifically in this area that's already so encroached in shame, 
to then address it with someone who's not safe and isn't in a position to really care for you well. It just continues to remind me of that scripture that it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. So it's his kindness that's going to draw us into a place of going, I need to deal with this. But it's also the kindness of him in other people that's going to position me to continue to call and to continue to seek out their help and their accountability. And so I just think it's got to be a real spirit-led thing because, I mean, reality is in your church, it's probably not up on the yeah. <laughs> the, the running menu every right. Sunday. Hey, these are the people you can call if you're struggling with pornography. I mm-hmm. wish it was and oh, hopefully man, yeah. we'll get to that place. Yeah, but awesome. right now I can't say at my church I saw that in the announcements mm-hmm. last week. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. So there's just something to be said about really being spirit-led, I think. Oh, I love that you said that because here's the thing. This is between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, that does not mean it's a secret, but it is between you and the Lord. Right. So if you do reach out and somebody rejects it. That's so true. Right. I'm not giving you permission to go, well, I tried. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and to take on more shame. Mm-hmm. You know? So good. So, so important. So pray into it and whoever the Lord leads and keep, keep at it. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next person, you know, whatever that needs yeah. to look like. And so, because often, right, we want somebody else to respond perfectly to our hurts. Yeah. And that just doesn't always happen. So I just want to say, if it doesn't work out that way for the first person to be like, I got you, or maybe six months in, you're like, I need to maybe, maybe there's, I've grown to need somebody else mm-hmm. or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. But if all of that is dictated by what the Lord's laying on your heart and pushing you to do, you're, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think honestly probably does lead in well to talking about just our response as, as yeah. believers and just as the church to really check our own hearts. I mean, especially for people who are like, well, this isn't really a struggle for me, so I don't really, I don't know what to do with that. I think I've even caught myself every once in a while, like when we, you know, bringing up these statistics or things that are happening, just being like, oh, like, right. It's horrible, you know, and just thinking like, it's just, we can put this specific issue in a category of like, well, it's just so messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're engaging in that, that you're just so messed up, you know, and I think it's so good for us to con- continually go back to even what you shared last week, Brooke, just about how at the end of the day, this is meeting a need. Right. And this is what some people have found meets some of those needs. Right. And you may turn to something else that you think meets those needs, but somehow theirs is worse than yours. So what you turned to, you were using the analogy of cake last week. Right. It was just yeah, like, right. well, when I have knees, I turn to chocolate cake, you know. Right. But I mean, and I just think in saying that and realizing that we're all, we're all in this together, yeah. and their struggle is not elevated over yours. And so I think when you can really just get your own heart in That's a good right. place about this, then it really puts you in a place where you can be a good support to people and that you are not somehow subconsciously continuing to heap that shame onto people who struggle with it. And so I just think that if we as a people could just become safer overall when it comes to this issue and and checking our own hearts, that will really, really allow people to be more open and talk Mm -hmm. about it more and not be so scared to say something about it. So I just, I think we all have a role in that to play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and just, I mean, going back over the statistics again there are the yes. m- a large amount of people in your church that are struggling with this a large amount of the children and adolescents mm-hmm. and adult you know every, i mean this is hitting 
everyone right Mm -hmm. now. And so if that's one of those things where you, you know, go, ugh, you know, or or disgusted Mm -hmm. by it, whatever, you know, I I say this with all kindness, but get over it and and figure out what you need to do. Now, you may not be the person that needs to be the accountability partner, but you can at least accept and pray into these things for people Mm -hmm. and find resources for when and if someone comes to you. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, hopefully Mm -hmm. it gets to a point where like if you're struggling with this, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to this person or, you know, whatever um, that is. I mean, the less, like you said, the stigma on the church is the only one that can that can provide a place of healing for this. And so we don't Mm -hmm. really get to Mm -hmm. avoid it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I guess the second, the only other part that I would add to that is just that we do especially if you are in a position of leadership in a church or over a ministry mm-hmm. or if you're a youth pastor out there. I know when I was a youth pastor, we tried to talk about this specific issue and just um, we tried to talk about sex with the kids because, mm-hmm. I mean, good grief. Like we've already said before, like I just we just did it talk about it at the church where I grew up it wasn't like it had some bad stigma it just had none like I had no idea Mm -hmm. you know about anything and so we just tried to talk about it a lot with our students just to make it like a normal conversation to where you know we did we did have kids who came forward and shared that they had addiction problems with this and I am so thankful that we did our best to create an environment where that was a normal conversation and it wasn't going to be just blown out like oh my word like what in the world this is horrible you know I mean, it was just a very normal thing that people felt safe to talk about. So I think anybody who's in any sort of leadership position mm-hmm. in the church needs to figure out how we can make this a normal conversation and not be such a crazy thing that people never talk about. So true and so important. Yeah. I guess to my thoughts, Brooke, and any thoughts you may have on this, especially in regards to spouses, significant others, because that's a whole... Mm-hmm. I mean, that could probably be a whole show in itself, but as far as those that are supporting and caring for are in married relationship or, you know, sometimes women and men, they are getting ready to get married. They're engaged and this kind of thing comes up by the way, you mm-hmm. know, in premarital counseling or whatever it may be. When it comes to being a significant other or a spouse of someone that is struggling with pornography, what is your encouragement? Are there any resources for them? Because that's a whole different level of all of this that we haven't hit on a whole lot. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is that I think women traditionally, now I'm going to go, it can go both sides, but I'm going to kind of speak of this as men and women. You know, we tend to, because there's a shame for us as well, Mm -hmm. because we think, well, if my husband is looking at this, Mm -hmm. then I am not attractive enough, right? Right. We make it, we make it about us and it is Mm -hmm. in in some ways, but it's also not in a lot of ways as well, right? And so, yes, your husband is choosing to do these things at a lot of levels okay so i'm not trying to take responsibility off of that right but also dealing with pornography is because you is not because you were not good enough or you were not meeting a need Mm -hmm. statistically even the non-christians say this ladies it's not about you yeah in that sense and so but that's what we feel so if i you know i'm struck you know my husband is struggling with this or my spouse is and then i want to go and talk with a friend there's also what the enemy does is go so now they're gonna know that you're Mm. you're not good enough Mm -hmm. right and that's just crazy yeah and you know and I, i mean 
we have all been there and done that at some level, you know, whether it's a basic being out at the beach mm-hmm. <laughs> and other women out there or whatever that is. I mean, women, we know what we take on with our identity. And so one, I would just like to say that is not true. And so just like for your spouse that they need to call somebody and, and have accountability and work through that, the same for you. Call somebody, talk with them, you know, whoever it is that you trust. And, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go to counseling. Don't be afraid to support them through this mm-hmm. um, and not take this on as yourself that it's some that it has something to do with your self-worth that's so important okay yeah. um and another piece is you know i know we mentioned about encouraging them with accountability that even though they're accountable to you so maybe let's say you guys you're going to counseling they you know your spouse has an accountability partner what our tendency to do is that we want to know everything that they've talked about mm-hmm. with their accountability oh so are you still struggling you know oh so right because the enemy wants to be like see you're still not good enough Mm -hmm. or he's not doing things well enough or whatever that is and you really have to seek healing for yourself through Mm -hmm. that process like you don't need to know every single thing they talk about that's right most of the time now this is general there's always exceptions i'm not going to get into the outliers okay but you know so so find healing for yourself go to counseling together and support him through if this is something he's wanting to shift Mm -hmm. support him through that and that does not mean allowing it to happen that does not mean that you do not set a boundary that does not mean you know all that but you know maybe it's your husband calls and says hey i'm gonna have to i need you to come get the kids i need to leave the house for a little bit because i'm struggling right and you go okay i'll be there and let it happen and not take that on as well i'm still not doing things well or he wouldn't and he wouldn't Mm -hmm. still want to go do x y and z Mm -hmm. so you know yeah yeah and i think the other thought that comes to mind as well especially for the spouse and at this point it's it feels maybe like it's more women at times but i'm sure also men whose wives are struggling with this yeah if your significant other is struggling also acknowledging and recognizing the space for continual forgiveness yeah and that place of really acknowledging there may be a lot of anger and hurt and frustration and unforgiveness that would try to turn into bitterness and try to turn into resentment, which then creates a whole nother issue in marriage. And so I think that's why it's so important for the spouse or the significant other to really seek out counseling for themselves, for them to have a place that they can talk this stuff through. Because I think also the challenge can be as the significant other, you don't want to be dishonoring to your spouse or to your fiance or whatever in sharing this with certain people. And so I think sometimes there's that safe space of going, I need to just seek out someone who maybe isn't in my realm or my life in the same way that I can just go have the gut level blah moments where I need to just be straight up about how I'm feeling about this Mm -hmm. so that it feels like I'm still honoring my husband or my wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that you said that because what I've seen to be the most successful has been basically for the couple to find another couple yeah hmm. so right so the the man can be accountable to with the man and the woman can be accountable with the That's woman great. because mm-hmm. you know these people have already walked through that now usually they know that because people have shared their story yeah. yeah okay and so whatever that is so you're not having to go tell five other people what's going on right or, does That's that make good. sense yep. and like someone can help you through because you do get to be hurt mm-hmm. you do get to feel betrayed you do get to That's be right. angry but how do we let you feel feel that right because this person is already extremely shamed right if they're coming to you uh, probably Mm -hmm. right so you don't want to make them feel more shamed but you also don't want to like not feel what you feel yeah i feel like you have to shut down over it exactly and so you know that's why it is important to do that so I, i find that it's been the most successful if you can find another couple 
doesn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. but then at least, you know, okay, they've already walked through it together. So if I come, you know, as a woman, I talk to the other woman and go like, you know, yeah. I just want to strangle mm-hmm. him or whatever it is that mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, no, I totally get that. And mm-hmm. you get to kind of fill all that mm-hmm. out. And then, okay, so what do you need to be supported? And then how can you also support him through this? Yeah. You know, because the other side of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. The healing yeah. that we have seen for couples is just unbelievable yeah. because mm-hmm. guess what? You know, I'll pick on, you know, Dave Ramsey says people are debt free or weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Couples who don't involve themselves with pornography are weird. Yeah. Statistically you are mm-hmm. right. So the fact that you can live a life that you're not dictated by the sexual images that are everywhere, it's really, really freeing and yeah. it's amazing. Okay. So I have one other curveball question. What about, because I know that this is a reality as well, where you have married couples that are watching and viewing pornography together that come to a place where they want to overcome, but it's not just one spouse or the other, but it's actually a choice they're making within their married couple, I mean, I, their married relationship. My yeah. husband and I were given a book by a Christian mm-hmm. counselor. Like this was, I mean, I know that he's a counselor, but it was like about sex and in it was like, it can be helpful sometimes to watch together really? oh boy so I'm like oh my goodness it really is a very well then I'm glad I'm asking yeah. the question I mean that is a yeah. very very common thing that can really help your, your sex life with your yeah. spouse and yeah right so that's a really great question because that is a huge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I think people could almost attach some sort of normality to it. yeah I just, right it's right. just not so I'm gonna kind of go back I know I talked about this in another episode but if pornography's entire existence is to create sexual arousal mm-hmm. that's it not intimacy not connection not connection Mm -hmm. not oh you're so beautiful right because what we statistically know that it does is make you bored with reality the consistent use of it okay so what happens with couples that view this together one you're using as a as a tool to become sexually aroused right that so that's one thing Mm -hmm. why why Mm -hmm. are you using that as a tool to become sexually aroused like Mm -hmm. that can get as a counselor okay Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take this from a counseling perspective why do you need that Mm mm-hmm Okay, so do we need to work on some other things? Mm-hmm. Pornography promotes the avoidance of intimacy. So is that the goal? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, is the goal for your relationship they're actually avoiding intimacy and it becomes more sexual? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is that we've already discussed the biological aspect of pornography. Like, this is going to affect you and it's going to affect you and your spouse differently. Just like those that have open marriages, Mm -hmm. it causes problems. Eventually, we're going to go, hey, I don't really want you being with that person. Or, wait a second, is he getting more out of this than I am? Or you're inviting, you are opening a door that I'm going to say you just don't really want to open. Mm -hmm. You know, so if the goal is I want to have sex as quickly as I can with my partner, then so be it. But it will never be something that increases intimacy. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, the people that disagree with that, I'm going to come back and say that's because you have confused intimacy and sexuality. Mm -hmm. They are not the same thing. Right. Right. And so if you are finding yourself bored a way to work through, you know, having an exciting sexual, healthy sexual relationship with your spouse, pornography is not going to be the answer to that. It's actually going to pull you farther away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so put time in, have an amazing, interesting, healthy sexual relationship. But part of the reason that's an easy tool is that we as society, again, have said, oh, this is what it should look like. So how informed art do you really want to be 
by pornography. That's right. That's the really short answer. <laughs> so really, Brooke, I feel like what you're saying in the midst of all of this, without getting into all the details of how this all can play out, right. is that God really has given us what we need. Absolutely. Um, I mean, even when you look at scripture, I mean, Song of Solomon, look at the, I mean, it's scripturally based on what healthy relationship is meant to look like in that sexual realm in our marriages. And so it's not like God has left us in the dark. He's given us what we need to grow in intimacy as well as sexuality in our marriages in a healthy way. Yes. So next week, we just want to encourage our listeners to tune in because we've talked through what it looks like, what it is, if you're struggling with it, if you're a spouse, all of those types of things. Next week, we're really going to focus in on the parenting aspect. If this is something that your child has struggled with and or you want it to not be, which I believe all of us parents feel that way, how to safeguard and protect. And so if that's a question mark you've got, please, please, please join us next week. But as we get ready to wrap up today, I'm sure we could probably go on for months about all of this. Are there any last thoughts, resources, encouragement, especially any other hope messages that you have for our listeners as we get ready to wrap up today? Yeah, I just want to kind of reiterate how this is not the end, right? So no matter how deep you have found yourself to be in this, yeah. Um, there are so many people that have found freedom from it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my hope is that those people begin to feel encouraged mm-hmm. to have a voice and provide that for other people. Right. Um, but there are, I mean, even just speaking of the certified sexual addiction therapist, right? Like these, and I mentioned that on the first show, but they've gone through intense training and accountability to provide services for people that struggle with this. And that's the thing. It's become such an issue that mm-hmm. we have to have high level training, mm-hmm. you know, to support people with whatever they're dealing with. And, you know, so this is a topic that's on, you know, us counselors like or we counselors, like we discuss this a lot. Like it's out there and and for the church, you know, just an encouragement that you, for those of you that have found freedom, just making yourself available. Right. And, and frankly, like we talk about this a lot in addiction world. You just have to be brave for a second, mm-hmm. just so long good. enough to ask for help, you know, with that. And so I just really encourage people because the freedom of this the bondage that is being tied to your computer in this way or, you know, whatever your electronic device, the freedom that's on the other side of that is Mm -hmm. so good and Mm -hmm. so sweet. And if you can't even imagine what a healthy relationship or marriage or whatever can look like, it's better than you can imagine. So, you know, and, and again, no matter how far in you have gone, there's definitely a way out. You're not stuck Mm -hmm. there. So good. Yeah. So, so important. Brooke, thank you so much for all of the time that you have put into, I know just even preparing for these podcasts, um, but just then being with us and just sharing so much great information and insight and hope. And I mean, we couldn't have done this without you. So we're just so grateful for the time that you've given to this. And again, as Jen mentioned, um, we definitely encourage you to join us next week. If you are a parent, if you ever think you're going to be a parent, or even if you know people who are parents, Mm -hmm. we encourage you to to listen in as we welcome another special guest that's really going to focus on the area of pornography as a parent. And man, Mm -hmm. we have seen some of the information that she plans to share and it's going to be so, so good. So please make sure that you uh, join us then. Mm -hmm.